Welcome to episode 23 of the RxP podcast, where three working professionals talk about the video games, movies, and TV shows that they enjoy in their free time. I'm your host for today's episode, and my name is Alex, and joining me are two co-hosts who love a rip-snorting good time, Matt. <laughs> hey. And Tiffany. Hello Kitty's coming to Animal Crossing! Wow. Well, considering Animal Crossing is on a Nintendo platform, it won't be too relevant to our topic of discussion for today, which is going to be all, be all about the PlayStation 5 and our experiences with it in the past few months since it launched bad, back in November of last year. But before we get to kind of our thoughts on the PS5 and how we're enjoying it. Uh, we're going to do another round of our game that we have coined the Confidence Auction. And so for those of you keeping track, in the last two times we've done it, uh, both Tiffany and I have a score of one, and Matt has yet to put a point on the board, so he's still at zero for this. So today will be another chance for him to earn a point and put a, put a mark on the board for his uh, team, you know, his team of one here. And, you know, so for those of you that don't know what the confidence auction is, it's essentially I will present a question which has a uh, defined number of answers to it. And I'll tell the uh, my co-hosts how many possible answers there are. And they will take turns uh, bidding, essentially, how many that they are confident in naming correctly. And until one of them gives up or allows the other person to go ahead, they'll then attempt to list the number of items up until their bidded total. And if they get uh, all of them correct, they'll earn a point. If not, they'll give the other person a point. And so uh, to start I'm things, ready. Oh, Matt is ready. Finally. So to start things off, I think generally easy. And the questions will go from easy to hard as I've deemed them to be. Okay. Uh, how many of the PS5 accessories can you name? So the accessories that they released for the PlayStation 5, and I have five listed here. And since Matt has yet to score a point on the board, I'll give him first chance at bidding. Uh, two. Three. Three, three, three... Mm, mm, mm. Four. Okay, you got it. Do it. All right, so we have, hopefully you are counting the PlayStation 5 controller. Yes, but what's it called? The DualSense. Yes, that is correct. <laughs> Thank you. Um, then we have the DualSense charging dock. That is correct, yes. We have the PlayStation 5 remote. I'll give it to you. Media it, remote. They, yeah, they yes, media remote. Okay. That is correct. And um Oh no. Oh gosh. <gasps> oh boy. I think I just forgot what else I was going to say. I had four in my head. Um No, you didn't. Fake I thought fan. I did. Fake fan. Um do you I'll know how many another... I ordered? I ordered zero. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you another ten seconds. Oh, what? Uh, the the um, I did have four. It is the PlayStation Five camera, the HD camera. That is correct. Yes, the oh HD camera. Oh my god, you forgot I, the main no, one. I know that was the first one no, that I thought of. That is not it. It's the oh. wireless headset, bro. Oh yeah, the PlayStation Pulse. Pulse. Yes, man. I could have named that is the fifth item indeed. Five. The pulse headset. Holy crap. Congratulations Oof, to my man. co-host, but more importantly, congratulations to Matt. He gets one. He's one up to Tiffany one currently. <laughs> so, oh my gosh! Please, whatever. Let's see if he can close it out by you know at least getting two in order to get that you know permanent point on the board for our running total. So, for the second question, I'm going like I said. These are in escalating difficulty, in my opinion. Mm. Uh, the second question is. How many of the free PlayStation Plus games can you name since the PS5 release back in November? 
So does this include the collection? No. So these are just the games that you'll get with PS Plus, you know, regardless of, uh, I guess, PS5 specifically. So excluding the collection since November. So November to March. And I'm excluding April because technically we know a game for April already, but I'm excluding it. How many of them can you name? And I have 16 listed here. Oh, wow. That's a lot. Holy smokes. Who's going to And so who's obviously I'm not doubling up versions. So if let's say there was like, oh, you could get this on PS4 or PS5. I'm not counting right. both versions. Uh, it's only one title. So how many can you name? And since Matt scored on the last one, I'll give him first dibs on this one. What? Please. Three. <laughs> I'm going to say six. Uh, seven. Ooh. Wowza. Okay, fine. I'll say eight. 50%? 50%. Um, let's do nine. <sighs> She's thinking about it. Um, um, I'm nine. <laughs> 62 I'm gonna and a let half you ha- percent. I'm, I'm going to let you name nine. For 56%. You know, I'm gonna let you name I don't nine. know what the strategy is for this game because I'm not like counting these in my head whether or not it's actually possible. <laughs> so I'm hoping I can guess nine. Matt, do it. Do it. Uh, right, so nine. Bug Snacks. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Control. Mm-hmm. Maquette. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. Remnant from the Ashes. Correct. Um, Destruction All-Stars. Correct. Three more. Um, Vampire with a Y. Ooh. Vampire. I'm sorry, Matt. That is incorrect. Is that incorrect? That was a free game last year, but that was prior Wait, that to was November. Remember? Oh, it was before. <laughs> dang it. So three more to go, and Matt messes up, so that gives Tiffany Man. the point for this one. <gasps> so we're tied one-to-one for the current auction. Uh, just to follow up with the other ones that Matt didn't name. So, Matt, I think you named six of them, correct? Yeah. yeah. Yep. The others being uh, Middle Earth Shadow of War. Okay. Hollow Knight. Oh, yeah. Worms Rumble. Ugh. Oh. Just not. Cause 4. Oh, yeah. Rocket Arena. I don't remember. Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Greedfall. Oh, Greedfall. And you named Concrete Genie, right? No, no he okay. did not. No. Okay, Concrete Genie. Matt, and you got a platinum on that one. I did. Well, and I thought Farpoint VR. That's right. Mm. That one's this month. Mm. Well, got to go try. for it, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Two thirds of the way there, but not go close big enough or go to get home, that Matt. one point. That's you right. You just forgot you were already home. I'm already home, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the last question. This one being the most difficult. And this is the first time we've been tied. Or this is the first time mm-hmm. there's a tie. Yeah. Isn't right. it? Mm-hmm. And I guess this, I'll do my best to define the bounds of this question because it might be a little confusing. But based on the games that have premiered at Sony State of Plays last year, so you know the June event and the following September event, they announced a lot of games, right? They showed a lot of games, you know, amongst other titles, things like, you know, Final Fantasy 16 and also Stray and games of that nature. But more importantly, you know, those games, and in particular Final Fantasy 16, don't have release dates. But what I'm looking for are of the games they've showed off at previous state of plays, how many games can you name that have solid dates that are within 2021 so these are games that have announced release dates 
And I'm not asking you to give me the release date. I just want you to give me the titles of the games that have premiered at these showcases and that have a release date within the year. And that's solid. So these have, it's not winter or something. It's like we have a month and day within 2021. And I have six listed here. Only six. Okay. Only six games have solid dates. My question for this question is, can it have premiered at, one of these data plays, but we didn't get the date till later. Yes. Like, yes. So okay. it's not that it got a date when it premiered. It's just that since it's premiere, it has a date that's within the 2021 calendar year. So okay. essentially upcoming games that you should be looking forward to within the year of 2021. Okay. Are you letting to play that on your PS5 bid first again? No, you go for it. I'll three, three. I can say three. Um, you're very confident about that, which makes me very uncomfortable. Remember, hmm. you don't have to give me the dates. You just need to give me the names of the games that have dates. Hmm. Uh, so there's only six. I don't think I know. Four As of, of recording That's of this the podcast. Problem. <laughs> they're gonna like drop a new state of play tomorrow with a bunch of dates god of war ragnarok um yeah i hate i hate just kind of falling on my sword at the end but i don't think i got four so go ahead with three okay are you ready kenna bridge of spirits that's correct odd world source soul storm that is also correct and death loop and that is correct. So Tiffany yes! steals it. Dang it. Yes! With the free point given over by Matt and earning one point of her own. Tiffany. That was the only three point. that I knew. I literally, I was like, I know those three, but that's it. And now she's up two on our running tally with Would you have counted Final point. Fantasy VII, this, like the second iteration of that? No, Intergrade? I would not. That I would not have counted Intergrade. Oh, okay. Good thing I did not go for four, because that was the fourth one I could think of, and I was like, oh. Can I admit something? Can I admit something? I've watched State of Plays multiple times. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like, I've I've watched I watched it live. I watch like YouTubers react to it because I really like seeing that dynamic. You know, this is kind of why I'm you know, I'm doing a podcast with you guys because I like reacting to things and I like watching other people react to mm-hmm. things. So like I literally can remember some of the state of plays, like, you know, the commercials in them because I've watched them multiple times in different ways and like, you know, different people react differently to them. So uh, yeah, those three, I at least remember because guess what, you guys, I don't care about Odd World Soul Storm. Do you know how many times I've been shoved, that's been shoved down my face? So like, many times. So many times. And then, you know, I skip over that. I even skip over that reaction for some, you know, YouTubers. <laughs> but, like, I knew that had a date. So, Yo, anyway. Yeah, but Deathloop, though. It's going to be yeah. so sweet. Deathloop. Okay, so, Alex, what are the other three that I couldn't name? Well, I just want to recap. So, it's Tiffany now in first place with two points. Me in, in second place with one point, And Matt bring up the rear with zero points. Yet to Got put himself right. on the board. Got you right where I want you, you know? <laughs> but hopefully he can uh, get some tallies up there in future confidence auctions. But yeah, to uh, recap the games that, including the three that Tiffany correctly mentioned, um, Oddworld Soulstorm, the first game coming out April 6th, also Ooh. will be a PS Plus game for April, or one of the PS Plus games. So, Is anyone PS interested Pl- in that? Honestly, No. no. But no, since it's free, <laughs> I'll try it out. <gasps> okay. You know, and I think that's obviously what they're trying to get at with these free games, especially for new games that they want to encourage people to download them, try them, and maybe if you like them, buy the old games in the series. You know, because I've seen them go on sale every so often on the store. Hmm. So, wait, I just thought I just remembered a sixth game, or I just remembered a game. Can I the fourth game? Sure, go ahead. Does Destruction All Stars? count that already came out right I, but it came out in 2021 that is true and, and I, it was in a state of play i'd say in the bounds of when i was thinking of the question i would not have counted it but technically 
the way I phrased it, it would have counted. But okay. I was intending on games that are upcoming. coming out. Okay. So like upcoming releases. Um, okay. But that, I think, does qualify. They did talk about it in the June state of play, and it did release this year. But, you know, mm-hmm. we are recording this in March for those <laughs> listeners out there. So this is past Gosh. when uh, Destruction <laughs> All-Stars has already been available. Yeah. But the next game that wasn't mentioned, but is the next up after Oddworld, is Returnal coming out April 30th. Ah, mm. uh, yes, of course. So of course. that was pushed back. That actually should have been coming out sometime this month in March, but, you know, delays. It happens. Um, following Returnal on April 30th, just a week later, is Resident Evil 8 Village on May 7th. Oh. Man. I didn't know that had a release date, to be honest. Yep, so if you're all those horror fans that can't wait till October, you'll get your early or late spring treat there with Resident Evil Village and all the vampires and werewolves in that game. So and hope the you tall enjoy woman. That. And the very tall woman. The vampire <laughs> With lady. her very nice hat. Mm-hmm. Do, you know what, do you know what that type of hat is called? Like the wide, is that just like a wide brim hat? Like... Yeah, unfortunately, I don't know the correct name, but I would describe it as a wide brim hat. Okay. Hmm. And just two weeks after that, we have the uh, game that Tiffany correctly mentioned, Deathloop, on May 21st. So for those of you excited out there for Arcane's next release after their Dishonored releases, you know, look forward to that. Uh, Following Deathloop, just in the next month, you know, a few weeks later, I think it's about three weeks later, we have Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart oh. on June 11th. Okay, I forgot mm. that that was like debuted there. Right. And, you know, one of the games that really has shown the potential, you know, capabilities of the PS5 just in the trailer with the zipping between dimensions and worlds. So hopefully that really, you know, justifies why you have the console in the first place and kind of showing you this is the true next gen of gaming with uh, what they're doing in that. And, you know, Ratchet and Clank, always a good time. Highly recommend that franchise. Also, the titles are great. Usually they're puns on things. So Rift Rift Apart, you can probably imagine what the pun is (laughs) or innuendo is supposed to be for that. And following that in... August, so not so nothing in Ju- July as of right now. Though there are some games that are rumored to be planning for a July release, but in August we have Kana Bridge of Spirits on August twenty fourth, which Tiffany also mentioned. And yeah, for those that don't know that, you know, creators are ex animation artists from you know an animation studio, and honestly, visually the game looks amazing. Uh, in terms of the actual gameplay, is yet to be seen. So. We'll see. Well, you know what? I believe, and I pre-ordered it, so I'm ready. Nice. Tiffany is ready to form the bridge to those spirits. It looks so exactly. good. Exactly. You know what? I should take the day off the day it comes out, since I'm buying it digitally. I'm gonna, mm. I'm gonna check in on that. Would you go as far as to say you'd stay up till midnight to play it? Because typically when you buy digitally, it unlocks at midnight your time. If I have the day off. Like if I have the... Which which date did you say it was? August 24th. Okay. I'm going to have to check if that's a Tuesday or something. On a Tuesday. Is it a Tuesday? (laughs) (laughs) It is a Tuesday. It is in fact a Tuesday. All right, so I guess we will see if Tiffany stays up for that and beats the game in a day within 24 hours. Who knows? You know, probably require a lot of caffeine, or hopefully the game's not that short. But, I mean, 20 hours, respectable. So you could beat it in a day. We don't know how long it is, but mm-hmm. potentially possible. But, yeah. And, you know, going back to the top of the show where I mentioned, you know, in, in terms of talking about games that are coming out and in terms of talking about our review of the PS5 and kind of the primary question I give to my co-hosts here are, how are you enjoying it? And do you think it's something that, you know, other consumers, other listeners out there listening right now, do they need to get this machine now or based upon, you know, things we've mentioned about games that they've 
PlayStation is offered for free or other games that you may have bought on your own that to play on your PS5 versus the games that are coming out later this year that have announced release dates, do you think those consumers are missing out currently and they can wait a little bit longer? Or is there something that you've played already that you're like, oh, no, this really should be experienced as soon as you can get your hands on one because you know barring all the bots out there and obviously low stock due to semiconductor shortages right amongst other things but just what are your guys's overall thoughts so when i came into the ps5 not having played any ps4 games and they announced when i actually pre-ordered back in september was that when i pre-ordered um, they announced yes. the PS Plus Collection, which, for all those who don't know, basically they, they put up maybe 16 to 25, some somewhere in that ballpark, games, maybe 20, maybe around 20, um, PS4 games, and it everything ranging from God of War to um, all kinds of things. I can't even think of any other ones. Um but Persona 5. Persona 5. Um, um, Monster Hunter World. Yeah, a, a ton of games. A games that I've basically seen other people play over the past seven years during the PS4 lifecycle that I haven't had the opportunity to play because I've been in the Xbox ecosystem. And so for me, getting a PS5 and obtaining it on day one, well, not really day one, but, you know, <laughs> should have been day one. Um, I... Like, it, it was a no-brainer for me, because no matter what, if I played PS4 games, backwards compatible, or PS5, it's adding value to me and my, like, personal um, playing history, because I'd never played any of those games before. So for you all, you know, coming and playing PS4 through the generation, there may not be as much for you guys to play, but I've been, as soon as November happened, I have not really touched my Xbox. I think I got on the Xbox to download a couple of things that were on sale that were like really cheap and I wanted to get it. Um, like I think there was like a Dead by Daylight DLC pack that was free. And so I like picked it up for when I know I'll pick that game up probably this fall, um, especially if I upgrade to a, a Series X. Um, but for me, I've been playing a ton of PS5 um, with PlayStation 4 being backwards compatible throughout. I just, you know, just being general at first, you know, I've played probably, I have my PSN profile up. Um, really, I've only played probably like five PS5 games between Astro's Playroom. I played a, a touch of Demon Souls. It's kind of the most embarrassing part of my <laughs> trophy list right now because I only have like three trophies. Um, the Spider-Man's Bug Snacks, which was free. Um, Sackboy Big Adventure was PS5. And then um, I played Control Ultimate Edition on PS5 and Maquette, uh, which is just an indie game that came out uh, this past month. Other than that, I probably have 10 to 15, I think, one, two, three, about 10 games that are on PS4 that people could have been playing the past seven years. So primarily most of the games I've been playing have been PS4 backwards compatible. But for me, that makes sense because I haven't had the opportunity. So I've I've loved my experience with my PS5. Um, so it would be interesting to see what you guys take when you've had all the opportunities to play PS4 before this. Right. And to follow up your point on you playing mostly PS4 games, obviously due to the fact that you haven't had a chance to experience them in the past, would you also say, though, that the quote-unquote PS5 games you did play – are they really PS5 games to you? Is it really something you think, oh, I couldn't have experienced this on the past console? Because obviously there are, you know, most of those games have PS4 versions available. I think mm -hmm. really the only game you pointed out and, you know, game in a limited way, more like tech demo uh, in Asher's Playroom is kind of like the mm -hmm. game that really showcases what the PS5 can do. But, you know, things like Control, Spider-Man, uh, both Spider-Mans even and Sackboy all have PS4 versions available. Mm -hmm. So is it, do you, did you find any meaningful upgrades in those PS5 copies? Like, was there something that you felt improved or they improved on, on a PS5 platform? Or do you think I don't see exactly what's 
where the improvements are, but maybe they mm-hmm. are there and they just aren't you know tangible to you. I think there's probably a lot of quality of life improvements that happen behind the scenes with like fast loading and there not really being a lot of load screens with a lot of these games that have the PS5 updates. Out of the games that I have played, really Astro's Playroom is probably the only one that I, I was really blown away by this being a next generation experience because it took... It took it, you know, um, I played it with headphones and so you could really hear like the 3D audio and you have the DualSense, which is beautiful, but I really haven't seen the DualSense being utilized except like very, very small ways in some of the other games. Like I think Miles Morales, like, you can kind of feeling the the thwip of, you know, your um, web slingers. Web shooting. Yeah. So there hasn't really been anything to where I was like, whoa, this is next-gen. I think this is, wow, these are really good last-gen games on a console that can play them a lot better. So I think, you know, looking at year seven of PS4, Last of Us Part Two, people talk all about how great that game was, but that was in the last year of the PlayStation 4 console. I don't think we're going to really see the PS5's full potential until we're like three years into this to where, you know, you give developers enough time to work with that hardware and really unlock its true potential. So far in the first, you know, five months, I've played a lot of really great games, but nothing that's like, this is beyond anything I could have ever imagined. So I was a skeptic in the beginning. Um, You know, I even asked myself in September, like, do I really need a PlayStation 5 now? And I ended up getting it. I don't regret it. For the average consumer, good luck finding one. Um, You know, I also feel like... Some listeners might say, like, if I if I were to say right now, like, oh, you don't need it, you can wait. You know, some people might say, well, like, that's easy for you to say because you have you have it and you experienced it. So, in all honesty, I'm very glad that I did get the PlayStation Five on release and was able and was fortunate enough to be able to snag one. And mainly, I feel like the reason why I really like having it early is that I was able to um, redeem the bug snacks game <laughs> like I was able to <laughs> basically get some of the perks that came with getting a ps5 on release you know bug snacks was only going to be free to consumers who had a ps5 the ps plus collection was only going to be available to those who had a ps5 granted you know obviously if i got a ps5 later i could still have access to the ps plus collection but that necessarily would not have been the case with bug snacks uh you know i'm not saying that that one game like made it or break it broke it for me but i also really liked playing a few of the games like on release and like being a part of that initial like hype train moment where the you know zeitgeist. like the zeitgeist being able to be in conversations you know i got miles morales and bug snack like i beat bug snacks almost immediately over one weekend playthrough i just sat there and played it and loved every minute of it then immediately you know went to miles morales i was able to hop on to Sackboy, the moment you know the online co-op was established in December, mm-hmm. which obviously you know that's a PS4 game. I could have hoped to have played that PS4, uh, you know, version with you guys. I guess. Um, however, when I did purchase the game, I bought it on uh, like I bought a hard disc, and I got the PS5 version just in case. for some reason when they updated the online that I couldn't like if I got the PS4 version then I couldn't maybe play with you guys for some reason because you both have PS5 so I went out of my way to pick up the PS5 version Mm -hmm. um I don't think that ended up being a problem however I just you know being able to be part of the conversation was really fun for me and because I was able to get the PlayStation 5 you know, on time, I think, like, I really hope other people who really want one get one soon, because I think it is a great machine, and I've kind of, like, relegated my PlayStation 4 to be my PSVR machine, even though I did get that special adapter to make my PlayStation 5 
compatible with my my PSVR, but even I haven't really booted up my PlayStation VR because I'm having a blast using the PlayStation 5 for the games that I've been playing. Yeah, so for me, the despite having a PS4 and a PS4 Pro, multiple PS4 Pros to be honest, uh, and having played, you know, a lot of the PS4 games as they came out, so things like God of War 2018 and Death Stranding, uh, Days Gone, Last of Us Part Two, Ghost of Tsushima, Spider Man 2018 as well. I uh, forgot about that. Um, For Horizon, Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah, and Horizon Zero Dawn that released in 2017. You know, a week before Breath- Zelda Breath of the Wild. Uh, <laughs> rip that game, right? Or rip that sequel. Um, but it's kind of weird because whereas Matt, you know, he's playing a lot of PS4 games because it makes sense because he didn't have a PS4 in any way, shape, or form. And so he wasn't able to play a lot of the exclusive. Whereas I did play a lot of the exclusives and uh, I've had that chance, right, over the past few years. You know, I didn't have a, I didn't get a PS4 at launch, but, you know, I think I got it around 2015. So a couple of years after it released. Uh, I've, been primarily finding myself playing a lot of backwards compatible PS4 games or, you know, on a similar front, PS4 games that have PS5 versions available. So obviously the free upgrade. And it's this weird thing of, you know, obviously these are games I haven't played before, but the fact that they run better for the most part, you know, even if it doesn't have a PS5 version upgrades explicitly for it, the fact that they run better on PS5, I think, has justified me getting one on release well enough. Also, mm-hmm. due to the fact that, right, it was kind of easier to get it on release than it is these days, you know, due to botting and all that sort of uh, scalping and everything. But I just find it interesting that, you know, there's not a lot of PS5 games per se that I've played yet. Also, you know, I'm kind of in Matt's boat where I've played Astro's Playroom which comes with every PS5 pre-installed, whether it's disc or digital. And that's really been the only kind of true, wow, like this is like next-gen next gaming. Gen. Like this is what I can expect from load times, from the haptics, from the triggers. And not to say on the visuals front, although it is a good-looking game, it's not amazing, right? And maybe that's due to its cartoonish look. Um, but I'd say really the game that, I've found, you know, the most enjoyment out of surprisingly out of all the games I played, whether it's been in backwards compatibility or a PS5 upgrade, is a uh, Dirt Five, the the PS5 version of Dirt Five, and I think it's something to say for Codemasters, where you know they're obviously a very storied uh, racing game developer. You know, they make the Dirt series, uh, Dirt Rally. They have the F1 license, so if you like the F1 racing games, you know that's Codemasters. But in particular, I think with what Codemasters have done with the PS5 version of Dirt 5 is so great in terms of giving me, right, the high-res visuals. It's not, you know, truly 4K, but, you know, it runs in a 4K mode. Uh, they have a 120 FPS mode also. That's not 4K, but, you know, support up to 120 frames per second is amazing. The, the 4K mode runs in 60. And the fact that it has a really fun integration of the haptics and the adaptive triggers and that you know the the controller rumbles you know according to the surface you're racing on so whether it's like through mud on dirt on asphalt it kind of has that rumble and kind of grippiness to it and in particular the adaptive triggers are really cool because um, they actually catch and they react to whether or not you're actually like applying power on the brake or the throttle and so there's a kind of cool resistance of obviously when you're flying through the air, right, even though the engine is still going, you know, the tires aren't gripping anything. So there's zero resistance in the triggers, you know, you're holding it down and it's like nothing's happening. But the moment your car hits the asphalt or the ground, you just get that sudden tension built in, right, because it's the tires, you know, starting cool. to grip against the surface. And so I think for me really the the ps5 version of dirt 5 you know since it is a cross-gen game it's not you know fully a ps5 game quote unquote but i think they did a really neat integration of the ps5 features and that more so than any other game i've played so far has really made me appreciate wow that like this can be next gen right especially with how Mm -hmm. the controller's reacting and so 
I'm wondering for you guys, like, is there one particular game that you've played that has really impressed you uh, with its performance? You know, and and it doesn't have to just be you know integrations of the features that the DualSense offers, but also just how it runs or how it feels on PS5. I'm gonna be real that only Astro's Playroom has really impressed me with a controller. I have not played a game that has really, you know, taken it to the bank, if you will. Yeah, I I, I agree with that sentiment. I think I've watched some playthroughs of some of the PS4 games that I've gone on to Platinum on my PS5. And out of the updates, I feel like not all updates are made the same. I think that Control's PS5 update um, was good. I think that God of War's PS5 update was better. I think that PS5 or God of War might have just been a prettier game anyway at baseline compared to Control, and like they're different, they're different styles and everything. Um, but God of War really impressed me just with how smooth that game was and how beautiful it was, and the frame rate where there's a ton of things going on sometimes in those screens. I never got a frame rate dip. I never thought that my PS5 was chugging, even though it was still putting out beautiful 4K. I don't know if it's checkered 4K or if it's uh, native 4K or whatever. Whatever it is, it was beautiful with keeping a 60 FPS, which was really awesome because it's a very, depending on how you play that game, um, I had more of a fast-paced <laughs> combat system. So there was a lot of things going on, and I was just impressed that the PS5 was really keeping up while keeping the fidelity of the images staying so pure. So that's something where I know that that probably wasn't the case for PS4. I'm sure it looked great, but I don't know if it really would have kept up with that frames per second that I was seeing on the PS5. Other than that, I don't have as much historical context. Honestly, like I know Tiffany was talking about Bug Snacks being her console seller, <laughs> but I think for the listeners back at home, like maybe if you're thinking about getting it and if you have a chance to pick it up um, I would urge you to do it you know if that's something you want because there's some games that I feel like are getting to that point where they are console sellers like I think Ratchet and Clank is the best example that we have coming out this year like we've already talked about on the show Ratchet and Clank where I, I feel like they are going to use the PS5 to its highest potential over all other games that are on PS5 up to this point. I think, you know, a lot of the other games like Returnal and Deathloop, I think those are going to be great, but I really think Ratchet and Clank is really going to push it. And I would, I would think that that's going to be something that's really going to push it. Says the guy that drafted that first on fantasy critic. So because I believe in it. Okay. Like, do you, do you think it's not? You're asking someone who doesn't have any nostalgia for Ratchet and Clank, so sorry. <laughs> I just yeah, no, like I, I don't really either. I was more of a Jack and Daxter and Sly Cooper fan. Now but we're just, talking. But just what? Yeah, where's that Sly Cooper remaster on PS Five? That's that's sorry, all I want to know. I meant, you know I what meant I mean? Jack and Daxter. I all right, well, fine. Yeah, you can keep that too. I love Jack and Daxter. <laughs> um, so I don't really have nostalgia for it either. But from what they've been showing in the state of play. Those trailers that are in-game footage look great. Like the, there's no load screens, rifting in between worlds. I I think that that's just showing the power of the PS5, which we haven't seen in other gameplay trailers or gameplay up to this point. So you're gonna, so you you're gonna feel the jumps through the rifts. On probably, your probably, and I'll okay. love it for the first time, and then I'll probably turn it off because sometimes the, sometimes the the haptic feedback gets a bit much. I did play uh, Warzone a little bit with Yasser, and I played one round with the haptic feedback with like shooting of the guns and feeling every single thing. And then when my recoil was going all over the place, I was like, all right, well, this is done. That was cool. <laughs> That's all about the competitive advantage. You know, you can't have the haptics interfering with his, with his killing of the enemies. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's his only cool moves. with a good KD. So it seems like the biggest takeaway I can get from this conversation is that, you know, pretty much we're all in agreement 
nothing has really come out that kind of accompany at least software wise that really accompanies uh the power of the ps5 and you know obviously sony's promise of like right the next generation of gaming with releasing of the hardware and so it seems like if you haven't been able to get one yet it's not necessarily that you're missing out i mean there's as matt Mm -hmm. mentioned over uh a lot of the games he talked about there's a lot of quality of life built in uh to these experiences when you are playing it on a ps5 but they don't necessarily require it um and so if you haven't been able to get one for one reason or the other you know i'd say don't feel bad but definitely as matt mentioned right especially in particular with Russian clank or maybe some of these other games that I have uh that i mentioned during the confidence auction such as uh resident evil 8 or death loop you know keep an eye out that maybe those games you know coming out in just a few months time really do show oh no when we talk when we were talking about you know games aren't there yet to really show you what the next generation is no they're here we just had to wait a couple more months for them Mm -hmm. to release and then show us oh this is what the ps5 can do that's this is great you know visually and you know most importantly via the gameplay right and giving you that quote-unquote next-gen experience and so and obviously there's a lot of games that i didn't mention in the confidence auction because they don't have dates but games that uh sony has Advertised in one way or the other, or other companies have advertised things like Final Fantasy 16 or Project Athea from Square Enix and uh, Horizon Forbidden West and uh, God of War Ragnarok, you know, tentative title uh, coming from Sony. And so definitely it seems like there are a lot of promises made and hopefully, you know, all these developers and publishers can make good on their promises where these games you know, perform best on PS5, look great, and also justify the experience, right? Because I, mm-hmm. I do want to bring that up to, you know, Matt having gotten the digital version of the PS5 and Tiffany and I both have gotten the uh, disc version of the PS5. The digital version's $400 and the disc version is $500 USD for both of these prices, you know, for our foreign listeners listening out there. So hopefully you can do the Google currency exchange on that uh but these aren't cheap products and it is that thing of yeah definitely you know if you haven't gotten one now you know not to say that the prices are going to go down any time soon in the future but you can afford to wait because Mm. in just a few short months we'll have more games coming out and maybe then it'll be more worth it to have your console because you know otherwise you'll just be playing your backwards compatible games, but you know, with quality of life improvements, obviously. Um, but I guess also in particular, you know, and it's definitely something to point out with the first question I posited in the confidence auction is that none of us got any of the additional accessories that we mentioned. Mm-hmm. And so definitely we can't attest to that, but is, the, I don't know about you guys, but was there any intrigue at all when they showed off those peripherals of, did you guys want to get any of them or did you see that, oh, you know, they'd be nice, but they're not necessary at all? So I was interested in the headset, um, but I ended up going in a different direction. I did buy a new wireless headset uh, be- for um, the PlayStation 5 because I wanted one. And um, I got an Arctis Arctis 7 like Steel Series. I moved away not just sponsored. because... Not sponsored, but I'll take your sponsorship if you're offering. Uh, that that headset will work with, you know, my cell phone and, you know, a couple other devices. So I kind of got it for the utility aspect of it. I was semi-interested in the remote for like a split second. Like literally less than two seconds I was interested because after I thought about it, I was like, I have no issues using my DualSense as my controller for uh, media. So I'll just continue with that i don't need to spend like 20 30 dollars for that media remote honestly i am waiting for them to debut a new colored dual sense i would like two dual sense you know one to charge while i play and then i could swap it out relatively easy also potentially you know for co-op situations what have you but where are my colors at sony mm-hmm. I want a berry blue dual sense or a rose gold or a purple. 
I'll take any of those three, please. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I would be okay with like a lavender shade, you know, purple, like mm. a lighter purple. Yes. I think that would look really nice. I would take that too. Yeah, I I was tempted by the pulse as well. Uh, I ended up sticking with my Bose QC36. Uh, not I sponsored. Probably, not sponsored, yeah. I've had these for a while now, actually. Um, but I just have an inline mic that I use that plugs right into the controller. I feel like it works pretty well. Of course, I don't know what I sound like when I'm on PlayStation, but maybe you guys can attest to if it sounds all right. Uh, but I heard mixed reviews about the Pulse from preview events that maybe because the mic is actually on the ear, there's no inline mic or anything. So there's some potential like thinking that it almost sounds just as good or maybe a slightly better than the mic that's already in the controller. So I was like, eh, it's not worth a hundred bucks to me. I was tempted about getting the charge station and I'm still kind of tempted about that. I'll probably be the accessory I get when, like Tiffany said, when they release another color of the DualSense, I'd pick up another controller and then pick up the charging station. That sounds like a good plan. Make sense. Yes. Agree. Yeah. So, and I guess as a, you know, from my personal PSA to retailers out there, please do not force bundles where you include those accessories because I know, and I don't want to call them that, but uh, GameStop uh, tends to (laughs) force uh, you to buy the extra peripherals along with the actual console itself. And so it does kind of bloat the price, right? Where you're forced to get, you know, maybe an extra controller and the dual and that pulse headset and you're spending upwards of, you know, 700, 800 USD to get just the console, right? Mm. Even though, you know, you only wanted the console, you're forced to get these other things, uh, but I'd say, please, you know, people will buy the console. All you have to do is put the stock up, you know, mm-hmm. and also to retailers out there, please do like a rolling order fulfillment or something. Cause definitely I think this is the way you can beat bots. If you just let anybody put in an order and then you fulfill them as stock comes in, I think that would make it easier rather than stressing consumers out of like suddenly during the middle of their work day, they're like, Oh mm-hmm. my God, stock is in at Best Buy or Target or yeah. Walmart or something. And I got to rush onto my cell phone and order it versus, you know, the peak, the kids that are at home with their web browser extensions, refreshing the page every five mm-hmm. seconds, just ready to go, you know, even just scalpers with bots doing it. Right. And so please, you know, help the consumers out there, consumers like us that want to get the console, Mm-hmm. you know msrp you know and let us get it at msrp rather than you know forcing us or forcing other people potentially to buy through a scalper at you know above msrp right because it just doesn't seem fair that way listen we i i feel like we're so blessed the three of us that we all three were able to get one like we were able to tiffany got me my digital because i really wanted digital because the way it looked not even like the price or anything. Um, and then I was able to get a physical that went to one of Tiffany's friends. So we were able to secure four consoles between the three of us, right? Yeah. And like, we're so lucky because it is easier to get it in September as a pre-order than it is now. Like, and that's just crazy to me. Like there's still such a shortage that I don't know when it's going to go away. Um, like Wario 64, like talk about an MVP. His Twitter even today was like, Hey, uh, they're going to have more stock in 50 minutes. Like (laughs) just giving people as much heads up as possible, which I don't have, I don't personally have any friends that are looking for a PlayStation right now. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I would definitely still urge people, like I think, especially hopefully this isn't the case that we get to the holiday season and there's still such a shortage and scalpers will be trying to get everybody as they can. At this point, don't don't buy into scalpers because like we said, like we've all really enjoyed our experience, but it's not worth an extra $300, $400. Like it's already so expensive right now it's not worth it when you can 
play some really great games on PS4. Miles Morales is on PS4. Sackboy is on PS4. Horizon Forbidden West has already been announced that it will be on PS4 as well, which hopefully comes out this year. Like, there are opportunities that Sony is trying to help their consumers that are stuck, quote-unquote, stuck in the last generation, that you're still not being left behind. You can still be part of the conversations uh, without having to buy into some of these scalpers. Yeah, I was actually lucky enough to get... So I actually helped two friends other than Matt get a PlayStation 5 at launch. So I really, like, my friends pretty much got got it we're lucky i had another friend whose husband had to like stay up until midnight one night on some time in like like it was november i think like i posted a photo of like having physically having my playstation 5 and my friend was like my husband stayed up till midnight like to get one to get one so yeah i think um those i know who wanted one right now have one and i do know some I do have a friend or a couple that are looking for one potentially, but no game has honestly forced mm-hmm. their hand yet. All right. Well, I think that just about wraps things up for this conversation about how we're enjoying our PS5 so far. Uh, so please write in to rxp.podcast at gmail.com or at rxp underscore Twitter or rxp underscore podcast on Twitter let us know, you know, your thoughts. If you have a PS5, are you enjoying it? Are you not? Are you playing more PS5 games or PS4 games on it? Or if you don't have one, you know, let us know if you don't think it's worth it right now. And maybe you agree with some of the points we brought up here. Or maybe you really want one and you need help. And so I'd say right now, I recommend following at Wario64 on Twitter. Uh, the guy that Matt mentioned, he's really good at yeah, shout out to him. retailers might have stock coming in and so you can try to hop on those websites before they get overloaded with website visits and then crash but until next time take care got you right where I want you you know now we're talking <laughs>